This is the Jaguars Broadcast Weekend Review Podcast presented by TIAA Bank. It's Saturday, July 30th. I'm J.P. Shadrick with the best of the opening week of training camp from Jaguars Radio, Jaguars.com, and all our social channels, Jaguars Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Thanks for listening on Jaguars.com through the podcast link at the top of the homepage or on the official Jaguars Podcast Network. That's on iHeartRadio, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you download your pods. We love feedback, of course, so leave us a comment and a five-star rating. Let's begin with the new location for training camp, the Episcopal School of Jacksonville's Knight Sports Campus. With the construction of the Miller Electric Center taking away the practice fields, the team professionally installed two new fields and some infrastructure around them at Episcopal to use for a total of about 14 practices. Part of the challenge for head coach Doug Peterson, though, was maximizing the time to get back and forth as it counts against the time allotted each day. When you abide by the CBA and you got an 11-hour day and you got to factor in travel and, and all of that, it kind of it takes takes up either practice time, meeting time, you know, whatever you can do. So you got to work out, you know, some of those kinks. And and uh, but we had a great team of guys. We we did a lot of a lot of research on it, a lot of study. We drove back and forth in the springtime just to see how far the drive was going to be and how long it was going to take us. And we appreciate the uh, you know the police department with you know, giving us some escorts and, and, and getting us through some red lights. And that helps, you know, because it helps maximize the time on the field. And, you know, and then and then just kind of seeing it all come together. It's been kind of fun this summer to kind of watch watch the progression of everything. How long was the trip? Just under 10 minutes. Just under 10 minutes. We got caught by one light. Now with the logistics in hand, the focus can be on football. There's no bigger priority for the Jaguars organization than the progression and production of 2021 number one overall pick, quarterback Trevor Lawrence. Doug Peterson, Monday. You know, that's the goal, obviously, is to make a significant jump in year two. I I think building off of last year, the fact that he played the entire season, we can build off of that and, and really, really expect, you know, kind of a sky's the limit mentality, you know, with him. He's in the same He's in the same frame of mind as well. He wants to take that next that next step, and uh, not only in his growth, but but obviously leading leading this football team. So today's day one of that, and um, you know we're just uh, we're just excited to be on the grass with him and, and the rest of the team. For offensive coordinator Press Taylor, it's a simple approach to his quarterback. Really, the biggest thing is consistent improvement. Every single day, we want him to get better, and. You know, that's not always going to show up on a stat sheet if you're stat in practice, but we want the decision-making. Like, uh, you know, I can think back to day one, there was a, you know, movement play we had. We talked about, the, he, I think it was actually the one he made the throw to Christian on the sideline. We talked about, hey, when you get out to the edge, you could probably progress it like this. Then day two, kind of had a, it was a different play, similar situation. He did kind of exactly what we talked about in the meeting room. And so that's just good to see. Now it went from a 20-yard completion to Christian to maybe a nine-yard completion to Chris Manhurts. But for us, he's taking the coaching to the field, and he's getting better. And that's really all we're looking for at this point. We want Trevor to come out here, whatever today is, Wednesday. We want Trevor to come out here and have the best Wednesday possible. That's all we really care about. Is he better today than he was yesterday? That's what we're looking for from Trevor and all our guys. For Lawrence, his week one training camp goals were clear. Yeah, week one is just to see the progress that we made in OTAs and you know we're like we were installing last night we're not starting over we should be picking back up where we left off everything that we're talking about we're flying through because we've already installed it a couple times so having that knowledge and everyone can just pick up quick when we install that's nice and we can add new wrinkles faster because we've already done it Um, but also realizing it's it's a long season and day one um, doesn't have to be your best day um, just to keep building and getting better every day and I think 
we have a lot of maturity on the team, which is which is good. People know that, and uh, we're at, we're still getting our bodies ready as far as to go the long haul for the season. So I thought it was a great day today. Coach did a great job laying out practice. Is a lot of work, enough work to get us ready, but not too much to where we can build and add some more tomorrow and the next day, and then you know by next week we'll be full speed. So I thought it was really good opening practice. Guys look sharp, look ready, um, so it was exciting. Lawrence also has some new weapons on offense. Tight end Evan Ingram has flashed in camp. Zay Jones, the wide receiver, has shown some ability down the field. But the most expensive addition is wide receiver Christian Kirk. Lawrence enjoys the relationship with the former Arizona Cardinal so far. Yeah, no, Christian's great. I think just um, kind of his approach to everything, practice, um, training, all that, the way he takes care of his body, I think he's just a pro. Um, it's been fun to be around him just to see how he prepares. Really mature guy. I think we're kind of on the same level of personality and um, temperament. I think he's really even keel. Um, smart guy, like I, I said in the spring, really quarterback friendly, all those things, but um, just fun to be around. And we got a lot of guys like that as far as just that personality, guys that really are team guys. You know, we don't have really any egos, which is makes things a lot easier. So he's been great. I'm really excited to continue to build that rapport and that chemistry and just get better and better through the offseason or through the training camp. Kirk's free agent contract this past offseason made headlines. Four years, $72 million with $37 million fully guaranteed. Is there any added pressure because of that deal? I can truly say that um, I'm playing the most free-minded and, and just pressure-free and relaxed football that um, I've felt in a while. Um, you know, I truly feel that having this new opportunity in a new organization, new team, around some new teammates, I could truly just be myself and focus on being the best that I can be for these guys and being a leader and um, just going out there and putting it all on the line for them because I truly believe we have such a great group and um, it's just been a lot of fun every day taking the field and you know every second here has just has been great so uh, no pressure at all with Doug and Press and the whole offensive staff and obviously um, Mr. Valky and Mr. Khan you know bringing here and um, the the belief in me and what I can do and my potential to be the player that I know I can be. Uh, there's no worries. You know, all you have to do is go out there and play football. And, you know, I know when I'm at my best, I can be one of the best. And so that's just all I'm focused on. And, you know, it's a, it's a great feeling. Another weapon back on the field for the Jaguars this season, running back Travis Etienne Jr. He's coming off a preseason Liz Frank injury last year in his rookie season, but he told me this week that he doesn't even think about the foot anymore, and it shows. He's flashed that explosive burst and quickness that was expected. He also explained a day in the life of a player in training camp, from sunrise to bedtime. Well, I set my alarm for six. I probably... Lay in bed for 30 minutes, so I don't get out to about 6.30. I try to uh, be in the car around 6.45, then I get to the facility at 7, and then the uh, bus leaves at 8. So I, I try to uh, get in the hot tub, or if I don't get a hot tub, get in the um, Norma Tech boots and get a little, just a little prehab stuff. Then we hop on the bus, we get here, uh, we go to work. And so we practice here, then we're about to go back. Uh, we had workouts yesterday, now we have the recovery time because defense works out today. And uh, after that, just meetings on meetings on meetings. And then we have um, walkthroughs, then more meetings. And then we probably get out of here about 7. And you go home, you watch a film. Uh, for me, I try to study other running backs and just try to be in bed about 10 because 6 o'clock comes very early. And uh, we just repeat. And that's just what it is in camp. And uh, just 
for us, it's just knowing you have to sacrifice to be the best you can be. And I feel like at this time right now, it's just, just locking in uh, for these two, three weeks and then see where it takes me. You know, I feel like it's a short time in my life right now to where if I put all I can into this, I'm going to reap the benefits on the back end. So that's how I uh, attack each and every day. It's great to see ETN back out there contributing for sure. When the Jaguars come roaring back to the bank, will you be there? With our new bundle at the bank, you can purchase tickets to three or more games of your choice starting at $46 per game. You'll get access to Jaguars and Daily's Place pre-sales, discounts on single-game tickets, a dedicated account representative, and more bundle-exclusive perks. To lock in your seats, visit jaguars.com bundle or call 904-633-2000. Let's move now to the defensive side of the ball and Mike Caldwell, who enters his first season as a defensive coordinator. He was a linebacker for five different NFL organizations from 1993 to 2003, then was part of the Bill Walsh NFL Diversity Coaching Fellowship that led to him joining the Eagles coaching staff full-time in 2008. The Jaguars added eight to the coaching staff as part of the program this year, and Caldwell reflected on how that fellowship can help create opportunity. That's how I started. I was there with the Eagles, Coach Andy Reid. He brought me on and was able to do that. It's a time where you can, as a former player or young coach, find out what you don't know and find out if you really want to do it and be able to show people. And the guys we have here are working extremely hard so far, and we're happy to have them. Caldwell worked his way up the ranks from a defensive quality control coach with the Eagles in 08 to a linebackers coach for the Eagles, Cardinals, Jets, and Buccaneers to his first coordinator role now with the Jags. His path as a player and coach garners respect from the team and helps communication, according to outside linebacker Josh Allen. He played the game. I mean, I feel like it's nothing's really different in the NFL. You just change terminologies and you do it different. But with him, man, he's played the game. So, like... You know, if we see something and it's something that we don't feel like we like that we can do, we can I can go over and have a conversation with and learn and grow, understand what he's talking about, understand the play call, understand why we're calling it. And then so that makes it a lot different. That makes it a lot better this year. Though the team hasn't won many games in his time with the Jaguars, Allen's individual success has been mixed since his selection in the first round in 2019. He went to the Pro Bowl his rookie season. He was banged up in 2020, and he had one huge game against the Bills in 2021, but struggled to repeat it in a distraction-filled year for the organization. The Jaguars exercised his fifth-year option, guaranteeing an $11.5 million salary in 2023. But a big performance in 2022 could mean big things for Allen and the Jags before then. He says he's in the best shape of his career physically and mentally. I feel like, man, it's all season, man. I prepare. I work my butt off. I learned. I grew. I got physically stronger. I got mentally stronger. Um, and I feel like, no, can nobody stop me. I feel like I'm going to be the best defensive player in the National Football League. And I'm going to work like that every day. And that's my mentality. And they helped me stay with, t stay with that mentality. And like I said, man, I got a whole bunch of guys that's ready to work, that's hungry. And you know what I'm saying? When that mentality, when that attitude's around in the locker room, everybody gets hungry. And I would just want to work even harder and harder and harder. So uh, I'm excited about these camp days. I'm excited to compete against the offense. And I'll have conversations with Trevor. Trevor's super excited. I'm super excited for him. I'm super excited for this offense, man. I think they did a really good job with bringing pieces around him that's going to benefit him. It's going to benefit this team and uh, I'm excited for it. 
Allen also has a new running mate this season in 2022 number one overall pick outside linebacker Trayvon Walker. He's already following Allen and his training regimen, spending time this offseason with one of the great pass rushers in recent NFL history, Robert Mathis. Walker said he gained a new perspective from the Indianapolis Colts great. I have to say I learned a lot from him. He just taught me one of the main things that he told me just be patient. Like everything will come once I start to realize the small things within my moves, everything will start to tie together from there. So from, like I say, I was always trying to work on my hand and eye coordination. It all starts with my get off. If I'm getting off the ball, then the offensive lineman is going to have to commit to me in some type of way. So I just let my fluent, my fluidity and my speed work for itself. With padded practices cranking up this weekend, Walker said he can't wait to turn it up even more on the practice field. I'm really ready to get in the pads now because I've been out of pass for so long since the national championship and just to finally be able to really strike somebody and be physical as I can, like I'm ready to get back into that. Also remember, all of a sudden, it's game week. The Jaguars face the Las Vegas Raiders this Thursday at Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium in Canton, Ohio. Rayshon Jenkins, a Jaguars safety who may or may not play in that game, loves the fact that there's not much time to wait before meeting another team. Man, it's, it's crazy, but I will say one thing. I love it like that because, uh, you know, in training camp, you just, you're just going against your guys the whole time, but you get in here and you got a game 11 days after. That, that's, that's so exciting, man. You get to go, you know, actually go, you know, practice what you just learned against other people, against a real live opponent. So I, I, I think it's actually, you know, uh, plays in our favor a little bit. The game is Thursday. The Pro Football Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremony is coming up Saturday. Hear from Tony Baselli's wife, Angie, plus Hall of Famers Jason Taylor and Anthony Munoz. All that after this. Jags fans, fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash JAGSCARD. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back to the Jaguars Broadcast Weekend Review Podcast presented by TIAA Bank. With the Jaguars season right around the corner, there's no better time to lock in your seats for 2022. Unsure where to sit? We've got you covered. Join the Jaguars at the bank this Saturday, August 6th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. and test out available inventory in person. Plus, you'll enjoy fun games, door prizes for the family, and the Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremony will play live on the video boards. Visit Jaguars. Jaguars.com slash my seat to RSVP today. We are one week away from the Pro Football Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremony in Canton, Ohio. Tony Baselli is a member of the Hall of Fame class of 2022. This week on the official Jaguars podcast network, John Osher started a series of interviews of people close to Baselli or who made an impact on his career. Tony's wife, Angie Baselli, was asked about the difficulty of keeping it secret before he found out he was elected. This moment is so incredibly, incredibly special that trying to maximize every single moment of it it has been absolutely paramount and at the forefront of every single decision that i have made i'm just so incredibly proud and excited and i know what this means to him and so to cheat him of any aspect of what this means 
I'm over my dead body. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they're doing things differently. They've got a new president of the Hall of Fame and obviously COVID changed things. And we had experienced, he had it in his head and in his mind, you know, what that knock was going to feel like. And we've all felt what it has been like not to get mm-hmm. the knock. <laughs> and including you, you've been there right along sure. by our side. And it's heartbreaking. <laughs> it's absolutely, I mean, you were in the room when you saw his best friend, Mark Brunel, crying. Yeah. Um, my kids crying. And it breaks your heart when you get amped up, revved up, hopeful, hopeful, maybe, 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 maybe. Mm-hmm. And then, wah, wah. <laughs> you know, nope, not this year. And so when it finally did happen, I mean, there's just nothing that I wouldn't have done to preserve him getting the right. knock. So that was easy, actually. <laughs> Hall of Fame tackle Anthony Munoz was part of that surprise to tell Baselli he had been elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And in conversations, uh, the Hall decides, Jim Porter, the new president, decides, let's have a Hall of Famer. One of the existing Hall of Famers go and welcome the new Hall of Famers into the class. And I'm thinking, man, this is an amazing opportunity for you know the guys that are in the Hall of Fame to welcome new team members. I mean, we... You know, my I envisioned showing up. Uh, I never thought I would get a chance to do it, but I envisioned myself showing up with my gold jacket, somebody's front door, knocking on the door and just say, hey, welcome to Kent, man. We're now teammates. And uh, this year when Jim Porter decided to implement this, the knock into Hall of Famers, welcoming the new class, they called me and said, would you like to go to Jacksonville and welcome Tony Baselli into the Hall of Fame? I said, do you even have to ask, when do I have to be there? When's my flight leave? When am I leaving? So I had the opportunity to fly down to Jacksonville. And you have to understand, we knew that he was in. I mean, I didn't know right away, but, the, of course, the, the selection co- committee knew. So this, up until the knock, it had to be kept secret. We talked at Super Bowl. and So it had to be kept secret because he announced, even though we did the knock, it still wasn't announced until the honor. So even the time between the selection the knock, and then the Hall of Fame. So, you know, credit to Angie Vasili. I mean, she knew she had it under wraps. She put it all together. Uh, so I jumped on a jet, met George Varis, met the NFL network crew there. And I tell you what, it was exciting. It was exciting because uh, not only to welcome another offensive lineman, a tackle in the NFL, but, of course, you have to mention both Trojans, uh, both left tackles that played at USC. And uh, so I had a chance to fly down there. Tony was at the house of a, a really, really good friend, knock on the door. The whole family behind us and the film crew, they're hiding. And the Tony opens the door, and it was just amazing to be able to give Tony a hug and say, welcome to Canton. Uh, what an honor for me to, to present you as a, a new member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Former Dolphins defensive end and Hall of Famer Jason Taylor knew facing Baselli was a long day at the office. Yeah, you knew what you're going to get going into playing the Jaguars and, and with Tony being across from you. You knew what you were going to get. It was going to be a very intense, high effort, you know, event for the entire day. And you know, sometimes some players have lulls in the, throughout the course of a game, and they may hit the you know, coming out of halftime. There might be a, a, re, a you know a resurgence of energy, but then you hit the late in the third or fourth quarter, and you start to see that effort kind of go down, or that energy level go down, or that strength or tenacity go down, and you know, with Tony, and I know it's so cliche, but you were going to get that 60 minutes of hell. And it was just, you knew going in. And there was, 
you know, it's such a hard position to play for, you know, an offensive lineman. It's such a hard position to play as a defensive end against a, a guy like that because, as you know, the ball comes out so quickly in the NFL. You know, they, they, they have all the advantages. They know the play. They know the snap count. They have, they have time on their side. So it could become frustrating for, for a defensive end sometimes, particularly when you're playing against someone as great as Tony, Tony was. And, you know, you, you, so you're telling yourself constantly, this is going to be a 60-minute war. Just keep, keep chipping away at it. You know, you may get blocked. You may get knocked off the ball. You may, you may not make a couple plays. You may make a play for a couple quarters. There's going to come an opportunity in the game where something you do is going to work. You're going to have an opportunity to, to make a splash. And he was really, really good at being, being up to speed with you or one step ahead of you and understanding what you were trying to set up and, and knowing that, okay, we get, you, got to a third, you got to a third and eight situation here. You know, this defensive end has done this to me the last couple of times on third down. I think he was trying to set this up so he'll sit he'll sit hard on that on the long arm, sit hard on the inside move or anticipate the spin off of a chip, which he, he didn't get chips on his side a whole lot anyway. But every you know, every once in a while, if I ever saw a back was going to be to his side, you know, sell him with speed and, and use that chip block and try to take the inside move off of that. And he was always ready. He was always ready for whatever you had coming next. He had length, he had size, he was very, very smart, very, very strong. And the feet of a really of an outside linebacker, defensive end slash basketball player. I mean, he was just very difficult to beat. And finally this week, I sat down with Tony himself for a few thoughts a week away from his enshrinement. Sound you'll only hear on this podcast. Baselli talking about the Hall of Fame voting process. It's a tough process, but I think it needs to be, JP. I mean, it's the Hall of Fame. You know, it's 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 a big deal. I mean, it's I'm number three hundred and fifty-five in the history of the game. There's a total of 362 with this class coming in. I think under 200 are alive today. It should be hard. You know, could they improve the process? Maybe tweak it here or there. And But no matter what, you're going to be disappointed if you don't get in. I don't care if they call you. I don't care if they send you a bouquet of roses, uh, you know, an Instagram message, DM. I mean, I don't care how they do it. It's going to be disappointing. There's no easy way to do it. The voting process, you know, you have 50 men and women who follow the game, cover the game. Um, that love the game, and they vote. And there's former Hall of Famers on that on that committee, um, people who coached, people who played, people who wrote about it. I think it's the right group. You know, is there some subjectivity into it? Uh, you know, absolutely, at some level. Um, now, there's certain, you know, you look at someone like me, I'm an offensive lineman. You know, what metric are you judging offensive linemen against? with each other it's you have to watch the tape you have to talk to guys that played the game you got to talk to people that played against each other you know i think a lot of times you, people know when you see a hall of famer like that guy's a hall of famer i mean he just you know and then there's other positions where it is probably a little bit more cut and dry you know because of yards and yards per attempt and touchdowns and so on and so forth and then the whole longevity thing with me you know it's been a story forever um and i just finally said you know what I'm either in the Hall of Fame or not. You think if I was good enough, put me in. If you don't think I was good enough, don't put me in. So overall, I would say I think you could always tweak the process, and I think the Hall of Fame continues to look at it. And they did. I thought the way they did the notification this year was special. Having a Hall of Famer do it, having Anthony Munoz knock on my door was amazing. And I think you know Jim Porter, who is is new at leading the Hall of Fame in the, this past year. I think he'll continue to do a great job and continue to listen to Hall of Famers and continue to look look at the process and how we do things at the Hall of Fame and, and I think always strive to you know improve year over year. But overall, 
it's a tough process, and I think it needs to be. Plenty more Tony Baselli coverage coming up this week on Jaguars.com and the official Jaguars Podcast Network. If you're a Jaguars fan on the go, we've got the ticketing plan for you. The Bundle at the Bank is designed to fit your schedule and save you money by creating your own custom plan. From celebrating Tony Baselli's Hall of Fame enshrinement on October 9th to cheering the Jags on against the Cowboys on December 18th, you get the flexibility you want for your time at TIAA Bank Field this fall. Visit jaguars.com bundle or call 904-633-2000 and get your bundle at the bank. Thanks for listening on Jaguars.com on the podcast tab at the top of the homepage or on the official Jaguars podcast network on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. Enjoy the weekend, and thanks for listening. I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next week on the Jaguars broadcast week interview podcast presented by TIAA Bank. <laughs>